Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Inspirational Living Podcast. I'm Ryan Cassidy. And I'm Marianne Johansson. Inspirational Living Podcast is a weekly show. That's... That inspires and motivates us to live an emotionally and spiritually balanced life. Sorry, guys, we're a bit goofy today. Tonight, we discuss what to do when you feel that someone is projecting their insecurities, their fears, and their beliefs onto us. And together, we will ponder how to be mindful of not doing it to others by recognizing when we are playing the projection game. So go ahead and grab yourself a cup of tea or something good as we dive into minding your own projection. We're having such a good laugh before the show. I think <laughs> it caught up to us. I know. Um, I, I really but... <laughs> want to apologize for, for not being able to. <laughs> to say that was funny. <laughs> but here oh, we are. Well. We are here in now. good spirits, and that's what matters. <laughs> that's true. So we wanted to get into the topic of projection because we both have, you know, recently experienced this theme coming up for us in our own lives. And Although we're not professional psychologists, we do work with clients, and Marianne, I know you work with um, healing and psychic work, and I work with the therapeutic art classes and healing work. So we're, we're kind of familiar with how projection happens. And, you know, we've even helped each other recognize when emotions were arising in a situation um, and when it wasn't really our own and when the emotions that came up didn't really belong to us. So... You know, after chatting about it with each other, we discovered that there was some sort of a projection going on from the other person involved. And for those people who are kind of not sure what I'm talking about, um, what it is is projection is when someone unconsciously uh, takes emotions or fears or unwanted behaviors and they put that onto someone else. So I kind of like to think of it like a cinema uh, theater. And how, you know, in that little room at the top where all that little, those little dusty stars come out, um, there's a little projection room, and the machine projects this image onto a screen so that we can see the movie. And people can be like that machine, projecting emotions onto other people, who, in this analogy, are like the, you know, that movie theater screen. So this happens unknowingly. In, um, and in most cases, the person who is projecting usually isn't aware of what they're doing, right? So in most cases, the person who's projecting their emotions or their fears or traits onto someone else isn't consciously thinking, oh, you know, I'm really afraid of X, Y, Z, so I'm going to put that onto someone else. And I'm going to make them seem like they're the ones who are afraid or who are controlling or upset or judgmental or whatever it is, Right. So it's just something that just happens kind of in that mystery of the subconscious mind. Yes, Ryan, and uh, it is an interesting phenomenon, actually, and especially since it is something that bubbles up from the subconscious mind. And, you know, becoming aware of how it works can, can really help us in our relations with others. And when we know more about it, it's easier to recognize it from others and to recognize it if, if we might be doing it ourselves. 
And um, I, by the way, I like your analogy to the to the movie theater with the with the screen and the <laughs> and the projector room at the top. It really describes it well, I think. Yeah, that's how, that's how I look at it. Like when it, when it happens, it's kind of how I visualize it. And I, I mean, I just love learning about all of this and discovering kind of how that mind works. And it also reminds me of like that little, you know, the little Kinder egg, the chocolate egg, and it has that toy inside. And then you have to like put that little toy together and find all the the, the pieces. And it's just like really satisfying, you know, yeah. to me to to see how all those pieces kind of come together. And you know, Marianne. Um, a lot of my therapeutic art sessions are about, you know, delving into that mystery of how the mind works and how we compartmentalize our stories into, you know, in the subconscious. And <laughs> I know I'm kind of geeking out over here, but I just find it really fascinating, this whole topic of, of projection. Yes, and I, I agree. And, um, you know, I love that there are ways to access these subs. The, the subconscious like that, you know, like your therapeutic art sessions and how, how helpful they are in reaching this. So, um, okay, Ryan, um, let's talk a little bit about how to recognize when projection is actually taking place. And I'm speaking from my own experience and, and from observations from and uh, from my work as an empath and intuitive and, and psychic. But I think that projection has everything to do with our feelings and with how we feel around someone when we're having a conversation with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, and I'm glad you brought up um, empaths because uh, it makes a lot of sense to me. But, you know, when I'm thinking about it, Marianne, what is the difference between projection and, and being an empath, right? Like, I don't know. That's something that's coming up for me right now. Yeah, mm, yeah but the, that's an interesting question. And um, I, I don't know, maybe we'll touch on that as as we go deeper in, into the into the topic. Um, you know, I, th- I think projection often comes in, in disguise as a concern, from from the other person, you know, as a concern or a question or a joke even or a caring comment. And I'm doing all these quotation signs around these um, examples here <clears throat> because it can be tricky to establish the signs of a, of a projection. And it can be even trickier to establish the reason for why someone may be projecting, you know, why a comment or question from them may be a projection. But the way the conversation makes you feel and the way it can make you question yourself and your own ways, I believe, is, is key to understanding what's going on. And if you're already working on your, you know, your, your shadow sides or deeper layers of your subconscious, it may make it easier to tell that whether or not this is a feeling that is yours or, or if it's coming from someone else, from the other party. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, so to give everybody a little example, here is my story. Now, what happened to me was I I had a friend call me up, and my friend was in a hot panic over, like, something coming up with the whole school situation that's about to arise. And this person was like, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do now? How are you going to manage? Are you going back to school? Are you going to be online? Is it going to be hybrid? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with your own kids? And I was like, whoa, you know realizing that, wait a minute, first of all, this wasn't my issue. I wasn't worried. Before the call, I wasn't panicking. I was actually having a great day, enjoying my tea, you know, being really relaxed. And then that call came, and with my friend on the phone, I started to get super panicked. And I was like, why is this person making me feel like I should be worried? 
when in reality, I wasn't even feeling concerned. It was actually their issue, right? I was like, I just want to go about and enjoy my summer and not stress over school right now. It's my summer holiday, right? And any teacher out there knows they just want to enjoy their summer holiday. Like, they don't want to think about school (laughs) until school comes. So, um, Marianne, I called you up. I remember that day. I called you up, and I was like, what is going on? I'm so stressed out right now. And I wasn't stressed out before that phone call. And it was you who actually helped me realize that, you were like, Ryan, this isn't your issue. This is actually the other person feeling stressed, the other person feeling worried, and maybe they're mm. putting that onto you, and that's why you're feeling that way. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I definitely remember when, when, uh, when we had this conversation. And, and you know, it, it's some people who project their own fears or beliefs or traumas onto others, and, and they're not even aware that they're doing it. And, but we can try and have some understanding and support for them once we realize that they're projecting. But, you know, say someone is your friend, and because they are your friend, you often go along with the conversation uh, as you do, and, and you're being a good listener and a supportive friend. But because they are our friend, and, we, you know, we, we may not really pay too much attention to how they make us feel sometimes, because, one, we, we may not expect a projection from them, and, and two, we know that, we too have some fears or self-sabotaging thoughts and beliefs, you know, within ourselves. So that's why I think it can be difficult to establish if those uncomfortable feelings that are emerging are our own or if they are actually coming from the other person, from our friend. And, you know, often not intentionally on their part. Projection comes from so deep within that, you know, we may not even realize it, like we said. Um, so, but to get back to your question about empaths and projection I was just thinking you know maybe maybe empaths um, I mean I think we already notice and register feelings like it's our second nature and um, you know but on the other hand I think it's it also has to do with the inner work that we've done with ourselves and looking at our own subconscious and identifying our own shadow sides you know to be able to establish if the feeling is ours so I, I think if we've done shadow work and I call it that you know like diving into your subconscious and, and working on your your challenging sides so to speak um, so if we've done some of that on a particular feeling or issue within us and then somebody touches us with that comment or question touches on that feeling then we'll be able to feel whether this we've actually dealt with this one before or if it, it's it's not it doesn't affect us very much and if it doesn't affect us then it's because we've kind of solved it within ourselves and and we'll be able to recognize its nature and another thing i think sometimes it's also as if the universe is sending us a test you know to see if we have overcome a specific issue within us so i know it it, it sounds it can sound maybe a bit complicated line and i, I think it can be <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, it can be. And I <laughs> I feel like half the time I'm getting tested all the time. I'm like, I've, I've already gone through school. Why am I being tested again? <laughs> I was never very good at taking tests <laughs> until I learned the trick. <laughs> now I'm okay. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I know, it, you know, and, like, situations like that, Marianne, they do. They just, like, really, they kind of, they hit you in a way because – you feel like it is actually your issue that you're dealing with when in reality mm-hmm. it's not even yours. And so at that moment you just have to say, wait a minute, this just this isn't mine to deal with right now. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, we may experience something like this, and this, this person may have been our friend for years, but somehow one day we notice that there's something off about the way it, it makes us feel. And, you know, maybe we've noticed it before that, you know, it's it's kind of like an uneasy toe-curling or gut-wrenching feeling that comes up in you, and, and you can just tell something is off. And um, maybe we notice that it, it seems... Uh, maybe even that our friend is kind of testing our reaction in order to learn something about their own ways. Um, so kind of semi-consciously they, they do it or we might do it sometimes. Um, and maybe we notice that there's a kind of accusation dropped in between their words and we start to question ourselves and maybe even doubt our own motives. Um, I'm just talking about signs again, how to recognize the, the feelings. And... Um, and, you know, our own motives may be perfectly fine and honest and innocent, but suddenly a, a remark can make us question even our own motives. And so if we don't recognize the feeling that is coming up to the surface in us, and, you know, we can start wonder why we're feeling this way. So I think being in touch with our own feelings is helpful for us throughout our life, and not only when deciding whether or not somebody is projecting on us, but in all kinds of situations, as you know, we, we just learn so much about ourselves when we deal with our feelings and when we learn how to interpret them and where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was looking up some um, examples of projection just to give our listeners some clear ideas of what it looks like. And um, here are some examples that I found on um, the health, like Healthline site, a website, and there was an article called, It's Not Me, It's You. So here's the first one. The first sign that there's projection happening, like here's an example, is like you're out to dinner with someone and they keep talking, and they talk and they keep talking and interrupting you. And they may accuse you of not being a good listener and wanting attention, right? So that's one sign. That's like an example of a way projection happens. Um, uh, another example is like your boss insists that you're lying about a large number of hours that you put in to a project and they're the one who's actually cutting out of the office early and not meeting all their deadlines, right? So that's another form of um, projection. And then the last uh, example on that website was if you strongly advocate for an idea of yours at work and a coworker might accuse you of always wanting your way, even though you tend to just go along with their ideas most of the time, right? So those are some just like three examples of how projection uh, might occur in your normal like work life or, or relationships. Mm. I think those are really great examples to mention, Ron. It really gives a, a clear picture of, of, you know, when when someone is bringing up feelings in us that um, that could maybe make us question ourselves and, and, and what we're doing. A great examples yeah. I find there. You you found there, sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you to Healthline. Uh, okay, so here <laughs> let's discuss what to do when you experience projection. So first you need to know when it's happening so that you can take like a step back and rethink why the conversation might have taken that weird turn, right? So when you're in a conversation with someone and you start to feel that the conversation uh, gets, um, you know, starts to turn, and gets accusatory or feels like an attack is happening. You may even feel a bit confused as to why the conversation is going uh, in that weird direction or has kind of gotten out of control. Those are some signs that the other person is projecting onto you. 
and uh, which is why I find it important to always set up um, a safe bubble around me. And right now I'm going to kind of share with you a way that I do that when I'm talking to someone or in a situation and I start to feel the conversation has changed. Now, I obviously don't do this all the time, but I try to. Like, this is something I try to do. Um, and when I feel that conversation has changed, I want to, like, set up this space where um, I can have a space of, like, compassion and a space to protect myself against that uh, accusation or that angst or or even when I start to feel that someone is unloading baggage onto me, that's when I start to set up this bubble. So what I do is I, um, I set up an invisible, like it's invisible to the naked eye, but like in my mind's eye, I see this bubble uh, and it's soft and it's pink and it just kind of surrounds me and it just, I'm kind of sitting inside it. And I focus on the heart and I remember to come like from a space of love and it creates this shield of protection all around me, right? And then I usually kind of layer it with another, like, sparkly, glittery bubble, and I kind of think, like, disco ball, right, around it. And then that sparkly, glittery bubble around it acts as a reflector so that when I start to notice or feel that something is kind of getting uncomfortable and it's, and it's starting to come my way, I reflect it back to the other person. Now, believe it or not, sometimes they actually recognize it and they will, un they will recognize that the conversation, um, it, it, that they're, the way that they're behaving, right? They'll see that. They'll, they'll see that reflection of themselves in those mirrors. And the conversation will actually start to change a little bit. And um, it, it's almost like um, they recognize it immediately, right? But sometimes they don't. And, and I feel even if they don't change, I feel like I'm more comfortable knowing that I've put this bubble around me and... I've protected myself in some way, right? It's like my sense of control. And I've even taught my children how to do this as well. So like when they're at school, they can put that bubble around them if they feel like the teacher's being um, a little hard on them that day or a friend is getting a little funny with them, then they can protect themselves as well. So it's kind of like our safe space. Mm, oh, I absolutely love that, Ryan. Um, I do that as well. Um, and in some way, not exactly like yours, but I just I just tried to imagine when you were talking about how you do it, and I just love that you know it gives a really soft, nice feeling sitting in in that bubble, and you know, um, I I I make kind of a, a different kind of bubble, but it it does I mean it it's totally individual, you know what kind of this is a really nice example of of how to do it, um what what you were mentioning there, and I think. You know, it, it's a matter of kind of withdrawing into your, to yourself and into this different space where where you can see everything at at an energetic level, I think, kind of, and which is where you, we can do these um, healing bubbles that that match the situation. And um, I, I just love that your tr children are doing this as well. That, that's so awesome that you know that they're able to do that in any situation at school. You know, love it. Yeah, and there are, like you said, there are a lot of different ways to, to self-protect. Um, I mean, you could set out your intentions or you can carry crystals. I know we both like to, to have crystals on us for, for different things. Um, so, I mean, those are some ways you could journal about it. Um, but also I think it's important that if you notice that the situation really is just getting out of control or you're starting to feel like, you know, you're, you're – 
safety is an issue, then you definitely want to reach out and try to get help from someone, someone who isn't involved in the situation, um, someone that can give you a different perspective or give you some more ideas on how to protect yourself um, from any verbal abuse or anything that might actually be happening. Mm, well, that's great advice, Brian. Um, well, you know, I, I think we, we both felt that um, we've talked about when others are projecting on to us, and I think we both felt that we couldn't really talk about this um, without also touching on how we know if we inadvertently um, are the ones who project something onto others, causing them to feel uncomfortable or doubting their own values or actions. Um, I think we can learn a lot about our own you know, inner world and our personality by turning things around and looking at our social interactions from the other side, from the other person's point of view, so how can we tell if we're projecting some of our own fears or beliefs onto others? And, you know, I think one thing we can do is to notice how another person reacts when we speak with them, or in some case, cases uh, when we're texting to, um, to other people. You know, do they suddenly get defensive? Do they start to pull back? Or do they start talking or texting about something else? Or do they start to verbally kind of attack us? I think those are the kind of things that we we can kind of notice to to realize if if we're projecting something on onto others. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, and it's a good time to really just start to to do some own of your own self reflection in the way that you communicate, right? Um, were you perhaps projecting a worry or or something onto someone else without even realizing it, and before getting defensive yourself, it's good to just take that step back and see, okay, where is this issue stemming from? Why am I getting upset? Why am I feeling this way? And um, I don't know. I, I think it can be kind of like a, a cycle, Marianne, because um, in one way, you could be projecting onto someone because they're projecting onto you, right? It's just kind of like, it can just go round and round. It's, um, I mean, does that make any sense? Is it is that way too confusing? Uh, I mean, I kind of think of it like a, a ping pong table, right? Both sides could be trying to, to self-protect in that sense. Yes. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think the whole experience can be quite confusing, you know, to, to de- determine what, what's really going on. And, yeah, I think it does, it does take a lot of self-realization to be able to recognize what is what. But, um, you know, I think what we can notice is that if the conversation begins to feel like, you know, like two stags locking antlers, you know, then something is definitely off. And then it's, it is time to check in with ourselves and notice what were we saying, where did it come from, and how did we feel when we were saying it? What was our intention of putting that comment out there or that remark? Could it, you know, could it have been that it was our own fear uh, that made us say things in a way that wasn't nurturing or, or giving to a, a pleasant interaction, and and were we trying to throw something their way and didn't realize it? And it's of course not easy to have an, all these analytical thoughts while being in the middle of a of a conversation. But I think what we can try to do is to withdraw when we notice the signs on the other person um, and to pull back from the conversation. And if we feel some sort of rejection or antagonism from the other person, maybe call a timeout and maybe say, you know, I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. Um, maybe we can we can discuss this later or, you know, let me just get my thoughts together. And it's it's... It's unfortunately not always as easy to do as it sounds, and you know, if, if deeper emotions are at stake, 
but I think with practice we can get there. Um, we can all try and, and to get to that point where where we stop ourselves, and um, you know if if we're not sure where it's all coming from, and then you know to hope that the friendship or the relationship is is in such the way that we are allowed that time out, without actually losing the relationship or friendship, and and that the relationship is based on forgiveness and and understanding. So. Um... I wanted to share some uh, common things that uh, we could be saying to someone, which really are forms of projecting our own fears or issues onto them. And um, in one way, we could be saying something like, for example, um, you're selfish, right? But the translation of what we really mean is, I'm being selfish, and I don't want to admit it or deal with it, right? Um, Another example could be something that you could say would be like, oh, why are you getting so angry, right? But the the translation of that really is, I'm the one who's angry, but I judge myself for being angry, so I won't admit it. And I'm saying you're the one who's angry, right? Or another one is like, uh, why are you so crazy, right? But the translation would be, I'm feeling or acting out of control, and I can't let myself know this, right? So these are just a few examples, and I found these on um, Dr. Margaret Paul's website, They're um, just some of the common, like she calls them bait traps, uh, that we can fall into. So we can think of it as, you know, hmm, do I tend to say these things and why do I say them? Or is someone saying this to me and, oh, okay, yeah, now I know why they're saying that to me. And, oh, it could really be that they're feeling X, Y, Z, right? So those are just some ways that we could be projecting onto someone and some of the vocabulary we could be using which is a kind of actually a, a sign that we're feeling something else deeper inside. Mm. Well, those are some really great, valuable examples too, Ryan. It re- really clearly defines, um, you know, and it's definitely worth giving those a run through and, and maybe keep keep those examples as a mental, you know, checklist for future conversations in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this whole topic can be really heavy and, And it can be way too much to think about while you're in the middle of a conversation, like you said, you know, especially when uh, when you're face-to-face with someone. I mean, honestly, Marianne, who's going to stop in the middle of a dinner party and think, hmm, now, let's see, is she projecting her feelings onto me? Or, hmm, am I really feeling that I'm inadequate when, although I feel like this person is that way or that way? Or, you know, like, for the most part, the majority of people, I think, are, and, and us included, are not going to do that. But I think by making ourselves aware of it, at least that might help. And it's fresh in our minds. That way, if the situation arises, we could maybe react more carefully um, in that situation. And and I think situations, uh, they're they're brought to the surface for us um, as a way of helping us learn from them, right? So, you know, life is one big school and uh, we think of these lessons as just kind of like another chapter in our little life book. And sometimes we're, we're not ready to deal with the situation or a feeling that could be stemming from, you know, some past hurt or past experience, uh, which is why it can feel so uncomfortable when someone brings it up to us and makes us kind of like shake there in our boots a bit, um, which is why we could be projecting that feeling onto our friends or our coworkers or our partners or even even our children. Mm. 
Very true. I mean, we, we live and we learn all the time, and and we learn as we go through experiences. Um, it's very true. And um, but Ryan, I think this is all we have time for today. Um, so we hope that you've enjoyed listening to our show today, where we have talked about the somewhat heavy but fascinating topic of projection and of how others can mirror their feelings onto us, making us question our own inner world of feelings, or the other way around, when we subconsciously project some of our fears or beliefs onto others we're in a conversation with. It's uh, interesting and, and perhaps something we all can can identify with, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, hopefully we've given you guys some good tips and, and um, something to ponder for the night. So we'd like to thank you all for staying with us tonight. And uh, if you have any comments or questions, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at inspirationallivingpodcast at gmail.com or go on to iTunes um, or wherever you listen to our podcast and leave us a, a nice review, please, and subscribe to us. And uh, with that, Marianne, I think we're going to leave everyone with our roomy quote. The inspiration you seek is already within you. Good night, everyone. Good night.